The Talking Point with Kathy Mosasana. Weekdays, 9 a.m. till midday. Well, the first ever National and Urbanization Conference has begun virtually today. The Department of Social Development and Stats South Africa partnering with other stakeholders. It's hoped that these discussions um, will assist government with various matters of policy. The figures showing that there are nearly 4 million migrants in the country. Diego Ulto Ituralda, apologies, is the Chief Director, Demographic Analysis at Stats, Stats SA. Diego, good morning to you. Good morning, Kathy, and good morning to all the listeners. Thanks uh, for having me. Thank you so much for joining us. And Dr. Jason Musioka is the Development Economist at the University of Pretoria's Department of Political Science. Dr. Musioka, good morning to you. Thank you so much, Kathy, for having me, and hello to the listeners. Sure. Uh, Diego, let me bring you in here and perhaps just talk about the significance of a conference such as this and the benefit of really looking at um, migration, some of the patterns, and being able to truly assess um, the, the numbers and the facts around migration in this country. Indeed. Um, I think this conference uh, is coming at a very um, important time. Um, although it's something that we've been planning for a long time, along with the Department of, of Social Development. Migration is a very multifaceted phenomenon that uh, has, the, has the potential to be quite divisive amongst the public. And so it's, it's really important that we create an event whereby a lot of knowledge that we as a, as a country have in our possession can be uh, showcased and be made available to the public. And that all, all of this knowledge that we are showcasing be the basis upon which um, policies and programs and interventions uh, can be made. Because I think most often the main uh, problem around the issues of, of migration is misinformation or misunderstanding about issues uh, related to migration. So for a country like South Africa that has got such an intrinsically woven relationship with migration in its past, I think that uh, this is an important conversation that we need to have. What are some of the issues that you have specifically been looking at and that you'll, you look at throughout the course of the day? Or the course of the conference, rather. Yeah, throughout the course of the week. Um, well, I think first and foremost, as, as statistics, South Africa um, measurement is a, is an important thing. How how best do we measure migration? Uh, different types of migration. What are what are some of the innovative practices that we need to um, take into account? But I I think that uh, if we have a look at the program for the week. Uh, today we are dealing with a lot of issues around international migration, the, the role of international migrants in development. Um, uh, Dr. Musioka, who's uh, with us, uh, delivered a, a, a very interesting paper this, this morning. We're also looking around uh, issues of uh, uh, human rights and xenophobia. Um, as, as well as the relationship that we that we find between international migration and labor migration. Later in the week, we'll look at a few substantive issues around um, migration, mostly related to health. Um, we're in the middle of a, of a health crisis, but also service delivery issues. Uh, that will be tomorrow and Wednesday. 
On Thursday, we will look at a few methodological issues as well as the interface between internal migration, which, which makes up the bulk of migration in the country, and urbanization. And finally, on Friday, we will uh, consider a few policy options before culminating with the launch of a national migration and urbanization forum, which will, which will be like a um, research center uh, around migration that uh, government, academic uh, uh, institutions, NGOs, and, and the like will all be part of in order to create this critical mass of knowledge around migration that we require. Dr. Musioka, let me bring you into the conversation here and just looking at part of your presentation today. You've, of course, uh, prefixed, premised the conversation rather around the changing political economy of my of, of migration. Um, are you saying that migration is effectively uh, about the political economy? So, yes, uh, the main issue here, Kathy, and the point I was elaborating in our earlier conversation with, uh, with, uh, with uh, those who attended was really the fact that uh, migration is, is a moving target, so to speak, and, but the concepts are changing. The reasons for migration are changing, but so is also the conceptualization of what migration exactly is, mm. is also changing. I mean, if you track all the way from the 1950s, for example, you will see a, a dominant thought that suggested that migration is really about escaping difficulties uh, and coming into opportunities. There are some residues of such thinking still today, but from the beginning of the century, we've seen um, a shift really on, on how we conceptualize. We now know that it's not just uh, a, a scramble for opportunities, but it also involves remittances, for example. There is a very strong development aspect to it. And adding to that, then the more uh, new thinking really looks at migration as livelihood development on both the receiving country and the, send, the sending countries. So those are the dynamics that we really should be engaging and perhaps begin to move away from the otherwise redundant ideas mm. of migration as uh, a taking of opportunities by people who are desperate. That really is the 1950s uh, philosophy, which mm. I think is outdated. Mm. Of course, w- when it comes to the narrative around m- migrants and, and, and why people move from their home countries to to other countries, especially where you look at societies, and South Africa is perhaps one of them, where you do have in some sections of our society a very strong uh, anti-immigration or anti-migrant sentiment um, when the narrative is, is painted in a way that, that says, well, these are desperate people. These are people that have nowhere to go. It almost is compelling the other party to, 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 to put down their weapons, you know, and, and be more understanding of, of their circumstances and, and situation. So, you know, when you say that we, we actually need to change that narrative, um, how do we do it in a way that people don't then begin to see those that are, are, are moving uh, across the world as something that threatens their own livelihood and threatens their own development? So I think uh, that's a very useful point, Kathy. Uh, I think one of the, what we first perhaps need to establish are the main actors in the, in the whole debate on immigration. And the state, mm-hmm. government is very critical actor there, so are multinational corporations, which tend to import a lot of immigrants. 
And then, of course, there are the immigrants themselves, also as central actors in the whole migration milieu. And, and then, fourthly, you have the host communities. And what has happened, if you look at countries that have made progress, the state is very instrumental in beginning to change the narrative because you, you have to have uh, a data-driven policies and data-driven concepts uh, of migration. It's very difficult for the host communities to really shift their thinking until the main actors, of which government is party to, um, begin to use data mm -hmm. for migration policy. And you begin to promote data-driven. So the idea, for example, that uh, immigrants come in and they take opportunities is really misguided. If you consider that some of the most developed countries are immigrant countries, the United States, Australia, Germany, of course, experiencing the UK as well. So if you consider all of that uh, package of uh, factors, the state plays a very major role mm -hmm. in driving a narrative that is data-driven rather than uh, politics. And yes, there is, of course, the fact that the state anywhere is a political entity, and it cannot disentangle itself fully from uh, politics. But it's very important for us to begin to distill these things and, and perhaps and, uh, seek ways of making use of data to undermine uh, propaganda, which tends to be very much um, political and is easily bought by uh, lay communities. So th that's, that's really the direction we need to take. It is to go back to data and look at how data should inform our policy and our narrative. And the state is a major player in driving that new narrative of migration as livelihood development. Mm. Uh, Diego, when it comes to, in, in particular, this issue of data, reliable data, and it's often questioned, but I imagine that from StatsSA, you're able to provide a better picture of what the figures around migration actually looks like. Absolutely, and I, I concur 100% with what uh, Dr. Mishoka just said. Um, I think that uh, because there has been a lull in data with regards to the characteristics and the outcomes of international migrants, that that space has been has been occupied by a, a lot of misinformation that may be driven by a variety of, of um, factors. Um, at that to say, besides the, the, the population census, we have started inserting migration modules into some of our, our key surveys, um, the most important of which is the quarterly labor force survey. And we, we have released a report um, as recently as 2018 around labor market outcomes of uh, migrant communities, mm -hmm. where, where we, we, we indicate what characteristics of these are. And although migrant communities may be um, more employed than than the local communities what we are finding is that the type of work that people are exposed to does not meet the um, definition of decent work as per the ILO's framework so many of these people are working because they have to work they have they have no other place to go to that they call home um, and uh, are willing to do any work whatsoever at any cost um, in order to be able to survive until the next day. Um, so that, 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 that completely refutes the notion that uh, jobs are being taken or, or that uh, there's, there's some kind of favoritism uh, towards 
foreign nationals. Um, and, I, and I think that by making use of data sources like that and others, um, we can get a better understanding, a better nuance as to how migration management should be designed and mm-hmm. crafted as, as we move forward. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a lot more is going to come out of this particular conference. And, and I actually think that uh, we need a bit more time for this conversation to be able to really get into into the figures, even just some mm-hmm. of those um, that you're mentioning now, Diego. I mean, uh, you, you, you've said that the when you look at uh, statistically, you do have more members of or more migrants within the community that are employed than locals, but it's not decent work that that they have. And how does that relate to the conversation that is constantly being raised by by South Africans? And how do you begin to say that this is an acceptable um, situation for, for both parties involved, really? Absolutely. Mm. I mean, even, even if we have a look at... Um labor market practices in 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 the COVID-19 era, uh, we actually also see that um, migrant communities are, are more represented in the informal labor sector and not 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 necessarily in the metros, in the big cities, but, mm-hmm. but more so in the smaller cities. Um, and of course, we we know that um, that that the amount of support that uh, foreign nationals have been receiving and particularly people in the informal sector have been receiving is a lot less and uh, they are left to be a lot more exposed as a result of lockdowns and COVID-19 related restrictions. So um, that, that places, you know, the, 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 the lack of decent work along with the lack of necessary support, uh, it, it, it compounds the problem even further. And let me thank you both for coming onto the show today. We'll certainly uh, try and reschedule. I think we'll, we'll need an hour-long conversation for this one to unpack some of those numbers. Uh, very interesting uh, data that we're working with there from uh, Statistics South Africa. Diego Ito Rulda, who is the Chief Director, Demographic Analysis, and Dr. Jason Musyoka, who is with the uh, Pretoria University of Pretoria Department of Polit- Political Science. It's midday. That's where we wrap it up for today. Sakina Kamwendo up next.